Ah, the week before Christmas. That's always one of my favorite times of the year, except this year. This year is a little more painful, but we're not going to get into that today just because the GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I heard I heard the references going on on Tara's show and everything. We've got a big issue here. We have a very big issue here. We have tens of thousands of single military-aged men from countries that want to kill every American. Countries like China, Iran, Syria, Afghanistan. And they're streaming across what is characterized as the totally secure border. And this means that in our midst right now today, for all we know, you know, and you can't even get out there and say, oh, it's all Middle Eastern. No, it isn't. Some of it's African. Some of it is Asian. So we have a sort of terrorist problem. And some of these guys that have come over here might be members of the Chinese army. Now, That is not in and of itself a bad issue because for all of the hullabaloo about the Chinese, uh, they have only been tested in a very limited way when they were attached to the UN. And then they sort of got their clocks cleaned. But these tens of thousands that we know about, we know about them because... They chatted briefly with people on the border before they flew the friendly skies or, you know, up, up and away. Nobody knows how many of the gotaways actually got away. And, you know, the numbers we're making is uh, actually sort of a, a guess. But then there's the terrorist watch list, which is right at 300. There's, I heard a number 294. Some people are saying 300 plus. I, I have no idea how they know what that number is either. Now, why, you know, these guys are in country. Now, some of you are going, oh, but Bill, that's only 300. The Mumbai attack was done by 12. And they took over Mumbai for about two days. And, of course, they all died, and they knew that when they were going in. They couldn't wait. 72 virgin and all that stuff, you know. The glory of martyrdom. Now, normally, you wouldn't have to watch the terrorists because they wouldn't be in country. But no, these guys are in country. Now, our guardians, which are brilliant analysts, all of them, they're also suggesting that because there's a lot of them that are Islamists, one, you know, And not fond of Christianity and all of its trappings, you know, like, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, and all that other stuff. Uh, They might want to disrupt, which is a, I use that phrase a lot, uh, translation for disruption in this sort of a setting is to blow up, shoot up, or generally slaughter Christmas gatherings like church services, parades, stores, malls, that sort of thing. Now, 
Are we looking at another 9-11? Probably not. Not in not on that scale in one spot, no. But what if, and I don't know that I'm necessarily spitballing here, what if they decided on a certain day to carry out an attack in all of the 48, the lower 48 states on the same day? One attack per state. What, what if they did that? Now, terror states have cooperative arrangements with Mexican drug cartels, which not only help them cross the border, but since they probably traveled light, they also sort of give them some weapons and support they need. And once they cross the border, it's not that big of a deal for them to find these weapons because the cartels, have they, they, they specialize in smuggling anything. When I, and I'll give you an example, and I don't mean this to, whenever I go to a public event, I look at that as a soft target. Which makes me very reluctant to go to certain uh, public events. But at the same time, there's some you just can't get out of. And, you know, if you're thinking about a church or a school or a shopping mall or a theater or a sports event, or really anywhere Americans gather, they only require a few people with small arms. Grenades and any IEDs, that would be the icing on the terrorist cake. But imagine one such terrorist attack in each state occurring on the same day at the same time. Say 11.30 in the, in the morning. Or rush hour. On, you know, What if they decided to do it on rush hour? Just imagine... And just think about this right now. You, everybody out there, you guys are driving around, especially on Woodruff Road. Look at Woodruff Road. Look at the, going into the shops at Green Ridge, uh, Magnolia, all these other places. Look at the traffic jams that occur there. At any given moment, if something were to happen there, what is your plan? If something happens while you're sitting there in your car wishing, you know, I really wish that guy would turn left now. What's your plan for that? But this is the very definition of terrorism, making you realize that the government can't and won't protect you. And every single one of them, armed with whatever they are, and they're going to be military-grade because they're going to be smuggled in because that's where the real weapons come for the drug cartels from the Guatemalan side. Uh, they can do enormous damage in very little time. They don't need a high body count either. We can get out there and neutralize each and every one of them as soon as they get out there and start screaming, Alu Akbar, we can, we can do that. But they need only do many attacks coordinated or random to secure the goal of terrorism. Making you afraid to leave your home. That contributes to the economic collapse the Biden meat puppet administration has very, very enthusiastically pursued. Now, if we actually have some Chinese military in here, they're probably going to be a little more stealthy. They'll engage in sabotage, and we know they have something called uh, void blackout going on. They might be trying to get into various, you know, to, to help with a little cyber warfare as well. But they might just be trying to see where we're the most vulnerable. And they would gather some good intelligence on these vulnerabilities.
wouldn't widespread blackouts on China Christmas Eve add to the festivities? Biological, biological agents and water supplies to spice up the Christmas punch bowl? And in, universal internet crash? Now, if the FBI had been, has been, you know, busy going after the real terrorists versus the domestic terrorists like the soccer moms, um, we might be getting somewhere. But they're protecting the people and bureaucracies that want to kill the republic because they want us to be a democracy, or at least that's what they th say. Just like those people on the terrorist watch lists that they're watching. So, when I go out for Christmas, I'm going to be wearing the Glock that matches my shoes. And maybe a few other pieces. Just saying, this is around us, no matter how you feel about the topic of guns or carrying guns or whatever. This is around us right now today. You can either acknowledge it and make, you know, make preparations for it or not. And then we see where it goes. I'm sort of tired of the Republican Party. I, I mean, I really am. I mean, it, 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 it's, it sort of is a frustrating thing for me. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, uh, old time Christmas. That's the best stuff, too. That's Judy Garland right there. You are absolutely right, sir. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. Yes, that was a very tragic young lady. I mean, she was much younger than me when she passed away uh, due to her... Uh, her inner demons, which she could not conquer. Very sad story. But another sad story is that all of your establishment Republicans, they play for the other team. They don't have the ID card that says they're a Democrat, uh, but they are full-time members of a uniparty, and they undermine the work of rank-and-file Republicans. And for a very long time, a lot of us have thought they're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're unimpressive representatives. They did. They they were not capable of making the simplest of political layups. And then they would dribble the ball down the full length of the court and score on themselves. Maestro being asked, "Why are the news breaks not playing?" On the text line, are being asked, "Why why are the news breaks not playing?" I, yeah, I mean they're playing on our end, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, I thought <laughs> so. That's why he's the maestro. Yeah. Anyway, back That's to strange. these. Uh, yeah, yeah, back to these elected Republicans. They snatch they snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. No, that's what they never do. That's what they should be doing. As a matter of fact, they, they all they have to do is just not do anything most of the time, and they win. All of this buffoonery has finally re revealed something 
far more unsavory, just as Marxists have been engaged in a long march through our institutions in a very Dr. Evil, diabolical, but dedicated effort to replace our foundations in freedom with the, you know, the lead boots of communism. They did not spare the Republican Party from their subversive infiltration. And that's why Republican officials in Georgia and Arizona and elsewhere have worked with the lawless Democrat prosecutors to imprison any Republican fighting for free and fair elections. They've always been agents for the other side. They uh, get out there and they get elected as a Republican because there's not room for them as a Democrat. The illusion of this electoral choice has allowed Marxist globalism to advance beyond the veil of uniparty tyranny. How do we know? Well, because the rhino schemes don't work anymore. Endorsements from Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan, the leaders of the party only a decade ago, they're now a kiss of death for any candidate. And people see through the Murdoch family's efforts to use its media empire to create astroturf support for politicians under the family's control. The 9-11 surveillance state, that was put in place by the Bush-Cheney administration. Remember them? Now, Cheney was much better. Now, Bush, Bush's dad was a spook. I mean, George H.W., this was a guy. I'm sure they've made a movie about somebody like him. I'm sure they have. But he didn't have the chops his father did. Cheney, on the other hand, Cheney was a very cagey spook. But then after them came the Obama and Holder. They came along and they transformed into a whole of government operation for targeting conservatives. And it's been going on since then. What residual esteem might have remained, Liz Cheney destroyed that when she participated in the J6 Inquisition. Designed to malign Trump and his supporters as domestic terrorists and punished them for daring to exercise. Just saying what they wanted to say. So... Here we, here we sit at this crossroads with liberty's survival on the line and the establishment Queeslings that run the Republican Party have done demonstrable harm to the country. Mitch McConnell, in his position as the Senate Minority Leader, could do a lot of damage. But he hasn't. When the IRS was tar illegally targeting conservative Tea Party groups, he was silent. When they illegally spied on Donald Trump's pre presidential campaign, Republican members of the Senate uh, Select Committee on Intelligence were silent. When Andrew Wiseman was using Robert Mueller's special counsel witch hunt as weapon to obstruct Trump's presidency, Paul Ryan was silent. When the FBI worked with Democrats to advance the preposterous narrative that the J6 political protest against mail-in ballot fraud was actually an insurrection, nearly every elected Republican remained silent. So, through all of this, through all these things that have been happening, the Republican Party has been a wall for everybody to see.
And with no political party defending Americans' liberty, the totalitarian virus has spread very quickly. Nancy Pelosi stepped away last week to bemoan Republican efforts to burn literary classics. Like which book? Americans are actively defending themselves against the Democrat-aligned deep state's viewpoint discrimination and all of their social media censorship campaigns. Now, what do we see? We, we saw the other day where we've got these polls coming out, and somebody said that Nikki Haley wins against uh, Joe Biden by 17%. Now, the last time somebody won an election by 17%, it was uh, Ronald Reagan versus Mondale. So, we're saying that Nikki Haley, who's actually poll, you know, and uh, I'm going to talk about this later, but she's actually polling. If you ask the question, who do you vote for if there's no Donald Trump on the ticket, she comes in at 12% of everybody switching to her. So guess what? That's not conversion. Right now, Chris Sununu claims Haley will win because she is the natural candidate for people who believe in the live free or die thing. What are you talking about, dude? And I'm getting sort of tired of that, too. I mean, I you know, I know this seems quaint, but I, I believe in liberty and I believe in freedom. And then I gave enough of my time to the United States and to you, consequently, um, to have taken all of the good years of my 20s and they you, you got them all. And they bring out the word liberty and freedom like it's a trinket during election time. And then when when, when the election is done, it just falls back and, you know, if, you, if you're out there and you want to make America great again, you are a domestic terrorist. Mitt Romney. V- morally vacuous, deceitful, self-serving poser. He uh, hyperventilated over Trump's accurate assessment that the Biden crime family had engaged in quid pro quo corruption with foreign actors in Ukraine and elsewhere. And in order to protect Biden's 2020 election prospects, he accused Trump of committing the worst kind of impeachable offense, investigating his opponent. Hmm, where have I seen that before? Coming up next, I'm going to talk to Michael Letts from investusa.org and American Thinker. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Sometimes you have to go outside to find some news of the ridiculous. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining me now from investusa.org and American Thinker is Michael Letts. Good morning, sir. We got Michael. Can you hear me, Bill? 
There he is. I hear you. You hear me okay? I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing great. Just want to check in and see how you're doing today. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coping. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. It looks like the rest of America is having to cope with the stupid uh, policies that are destroying the country. But that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So tell me about Philadelphia. They came out with this genius crime-fighting move. (laughs) Here's the funny part about it. It's not just Philadelphia. This is the mindset of the leftists, the liberals, the uh, the Democrats. So Philadelphia has, of course, it's a vast majority Democratic-controlled council and mayor. And they have come up with a new way because crime is spiking. Of course, it's spiking even more so than all the Democratic-run cities across the country, especially because of policies just like this. So the fact of the matter is that crime is spiking all over the country, but it's spiking especially high in Philadelphia. Rather than deal with the issue at hand that uh, started enforcing the law, tell prosecutors to start charging and pursuing uh, criminals instead of trying to find a way to not charge them and to let them off the hook, they've come up with a great way to curb crime. They have banned uh, anything over your face, ski mask. You says, well, what's wrong with that? Understand that Philadelphia is kind of cold. A lot of people wear ski masks when they're walking outside. Yep. And, here, and here's the issue. Um, do you really think the criminals are going to suddenly, because this has happened, not wear a ski mask, turn in their illegal guns and say we're not going to commit crimes anymore? The only people you're penalizing, Bill, are the poor senior citizens, the poor uh, people within the city who are trying to stay warm from going outside into, the, into a building. Well, what if what if I wanted to get out there and I say I want to be a bad guy in Philadelphia and I decide I'm going to masquerade as someone who's afraid of COVID and, and I wear my surgical mask? Is that OK? Nope. Oh, no. No covering. So what happens during the next pandelirium pandemic thing when that happens? Well, they're going to be in an awkward situation, aren't they? Because on the one hand, you've got them pushing a policy that, oh, look. You can't step outside without a mask, which is why we can't have elections, because you can't go out down to the polls. So that's how we have mail-in ballots, and that's how we cheat. So they're going to push that one issue, but then at the same time, oh, by the way, well, you you can't actually wear a mask, because that may make you a criminal, and you may be a high risk. So their policies actually contradict each other, don't they there, Bill? So let me get this right. Masked equals criminal unmasked equals good guy correct oh you know they do the same thing but people will say well this is kind of weird well no they've done the same thing for years that is their whole basis for gun control because somebody used a gun the wrong way you don't hold that person accountable you hold guns accountable because of the fact that you had a criminal that had a either mask a covid mask or a ski mask or one of the same under the ordinance now we're going to ban those of course, we will unban them when it gets right before an election because then we need them to be able to tell people we have to have mail-in ballots and not standing in line. Right. But they, they, they change uh, policies, they change ordinances, they change direction on the basis of their narrative. And that's what is so frustrating. That's what's destroying this country. People are not held accountable anymore. Do they still it's have the same DA? They do. Are they still which trying to fight crime. preemption in in Pennsylvania? Yeah, which is why their crime rate is continuing to escalate and grow. They won't deal with the source 
oh, they're violent crime spikes because the fact that they're not prosecuting, they're putting people right back out on the street. They're firing all their cops left and right. And, of course, those that they're not firing, they're losing in mass because why would you want to stay with the department where you've got to pick up the slack for the people that they fired and uh, your hands are tied behind your back and you run the risk of hurting yourself and your family? They don't want to deal with any of those issues. They come up with a great way now to deal with crime. We're just going to make sure you don't wear a mask. That'll teach you a lesson because now you won't be able to hide your identity if you go to go, uh, commit a crime. So you won't want to commit a crime because you can't hide your identity anymore. Of course, that's assuming, remember now, that all criminals are law-abiding citizens except for when they're committing a crime. That's why all those gun-free zone signs work all the time. Yeah, they work so well. Uh and, you know, the funny part about it is they do work. They work to create more crime because uh, criminals like ID target. card, yeah. Yeah. Criminals target, hey, look, there's no guns over here. I can't get hurt. Let me go. If I have to rob here or across the street where they're carrying guns, I think I'll rob here where there aren't any guns supposedly allowed. Mm-hmm. Because to criminals' credit, they realize that there are an awful lot of citizens who do abide by the law. So if they ban guns, they figure if they commit a crime in the area that has guns banned, that uh, they've got a good chance of not getting shot back at well, that is too bad for them. Uh, if memory serves, their DA is a Soros-funded DA? That is correct. What's his name? Grassner or something? It is great. You got it right. You got a yeah. good memory, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that they've, uh, they, they, they've got a lot of crime in Philadelphia. A big spike can happen there. A lot of carjackings going on in Philadelphia, right? Well, you know, when there's no consequence of their actions, why not? I'll go out and joyride if I get caught. Uh, the only thing is it costs you a little bit of time, a half a day. I can go down and get processed. And then do I they have bail reform? Uh, they do have bail reform. That's why wow. they no cash bail. Wow. So I just get processed. So if I get caught, I go down, I get processed, and then I'm told before dinner time, get out of their jail. And I get to go home and start the whole the whole crime wave again the next morning. Yep. So I get caught again. Maybe, and they wonder, they- Bill, why? The crime is violent, and it's spiky like it is. Well, they, you know, I, I, I kind of think some of them think. I, I look at the whole crime spree thing as sort of a, a Cloward and Piven type thing where they're trying to bring everything to its knees to where everybody there goes, we don't care how much of our rights you take, please just protect us. <laughs> that is that. That's their goal and their objective. And of course, we've talked about this on your show before. That is. It is not by happenstance. It's a well-orchestrated and planned-out strategy. Right. And that's part of the strategy is to create uh, a picture that local and state law enforcement are racist, inept, can't do the job, shouldn't be funded, shouldn't give them equipment, make them all quit. And then when they do, violent crime begins to spike and people get fearful. I don't want to get out in the car and even drive to the mall anymore. Yep. And never fear, the federal government is here. They're going to step in. And, and I guess what is so frustrating to me, Bill, is they've already stated. They're not going to say, okay, we'll step in and figure out how we're going to deal with violent crime. They've already stated what their position is. Violent crime is caused by guns. We yep. eliminate guns. We eliminate crime. I've, not I've a heard word that. about the I've, person. I've heard that before. I, I, yeah. I don't believe it, but I've heard that before. Listen, I, I'm running out of time. Uh, we're going to talk with Michael again later on this week. Um, Thank you for this. This article, by the way, is at AmericanThinker.com today on the front page. If you want to go check it out. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. Thank you, Bill. God bless. God bless America. Keep up the good work. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
A lot of people on the left, they have this fantasy about a civil war that against us where they'll finally put us in our place. The only problem is I kind of don't think they've done all of the math. You have to you have to do all of the math. This is News Talk 989 WORD. There's a uh, new movie coming out called uh, Civil War, which sort of works into their very weird fetish they seem to have. See, the guy who made the film, Alex, Alex Garland, he supports there's two kinds of Americans. Because we've been told by Joe Biden that there's two kinds of Americans. They're good, upstanding, woke Americans who buy into all the communist garbage. And then there's the MAGA extremists who are bad and scary. Hate democracy. Racist, transphobic, anything else that's bad. Just name it. They cause inflation and climate change. They should be shamed, persecuted, and hounded from society. Disenfranchised, disarmed, and according to this movie, shot. So... The what kind of American are you thing is not going to shock us because it is already happening. Because at some point in the movie, somebody asks, what kind of American are you? The movie doesn't really make clear what's going on in its scenario. So... Apparently, there's a president who likes God. He's bad for that. He's on his third term in office, which is meant to be an issue, which is weird because I was informed that the Constitution that bars three terms is an evil document of oppression designed by dead white male slaveholders. But it's a good thing today. Nothing in the trailer about, you know, prosecuting your political enemies on some sort of charge. And it does get funny from there, too. Apparently, uh, Texas and California joins forces. <laughs> um, and probably that's because the writer that wrote the movie never been to Texas. They don't have a lot in common with the formerly Golden State. There would not be any sort of a military alliance between California and Texas. Maybe to declare war on New Jersey, I guess, but I, I don't know. This is to go along with the whole idea that what happened on January 6th, with, which was a minor brawl, was an insurrection. And Donald Trump, if he gets elected, he's going to become a dictator and start some sort of a civil war if he wins re-election. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say that if Trump was elected, re-elected, that uh, that would not start some sort of a civil war. I don't think Trump would be the one starting it, though. I'm sure it would be the leftists 
But is the scenario here that we would have to fight a bunch of Chardonnay-addled cat women in their tactical Lululemon pants coming at us with whatever weapons they managed to pick up? I don't quite see it. Most of the American leftists that want to take us out live in these population centers where they don't have any guns. And more people are buying guns now than have ever bought guns before. We've, we've had now, what, 51 months straight of more than a million gun sales. That's actually a beacon of hope. But the Democrats aren't the ones buying the guns. If you go into a gun store, you're not going to see a lot of hipsters or wokeoids or obnoxious Volvo driving wine women there. You'll see some people look like they could do a push-up. Not exactly the leftist demographic. Not to mention the whole, uh, the whole idea that the production value on those was, was horrible. They always talk about how America, 100 million normal Americans with AR-15s could, couldn't take on 2 million troops. And the military is not squads of four guys running around with their tactical rifles with lights on the barrels. The American military is a giant lumbering system. All those cool guys that you see kicking in the doors, they're, they're the tip of the spear. And behind them is a gigantic logistics train. Never just a few helicopters or tanks. There's a bunch of helicopters or a bunch of tanks. And then there's artillery systems and communication, electronic warfare, maintenance systems. Somebody to feed you, somebody to take care of you, somebody to resupply you. The military is a system of systems. It's not a small group of guys with NATO rifles. And that's why, that's where the problem would be, would be to make sure that system of systems would work. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a few other things built into this that probably wasn't taken into account. I would not be surprised the entirety of special operations desert if they were given orders to go home and kill everybody. I, I would not, uh, I, I, I would not be surprised to see that at all. So, right now they're getting kicked out of the services over the crimes of uh, dissenting and misgendering. But anyway, when we get back, we're going to talk about Nikki Haley's biggest problem, of which she has many, but this is the biggest one, the biggest one she has to face, which, you know, unfortunately, no matter what you may think or what you may have heard, she's not happening. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. 